really should have done this like two minutes ago when we actually started talking, yeah? But when we actually started talking about light coming through the window. Well, I don't know why. Look, see where my finger is? Right? <laughs> yes, I can see your finger. Right, look at my finger. Right, that that's can... not, it's not that light. Like, if I'm looking at that now, if I'm looking at that now, it's very, very not light. <laughs> Does that make any sense? It's light, but it's not that light. It's showing in through that. I don't know. I, listen, Paul, I'm not a fucking optician. All right. I'm not I'm, I'm not a designer of cameras. I don't fucking know what's going on. Who's going to believe that we met at university? Welcome to another episode of the Movie Chef Podcast, this week sponsored by WD-40. I'm your host, Tebs. With me is my executive host, Corm. Hello, Squeaky. In space. Yeah. Cormac, in space. Two years, people. Two years we've been doing this podcast, and we've just found Zoom background, so... <laughs> Excuse it, is my, it is going to be my new thing. That's it. There we go. I'm going to put myself on a, on a stage. Oh, you're on the cinema! <laughs> we've got us. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to turn that off. Um, and have we got an episode for you? Do we? Well, Do we we're, we're, we're not going to be talking about Zoom backgrounds all episode. If no, that's, hopefully if that's not. Any good, yeah. Can I just, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. I'm not planning on seeing Morbius. I am. But there's a number of people who I work with who actually keep saying to me, are you going to be doing Morbius? Are you, have you, are you going to see Morbius? And I'm like, the norm into movies, but some of them actually listen. And now I feel like, do I have to spread my word to my people? <laughs> I will tell my people I will not watch Morbius. Do you know what? Do you know what's really, just really, I've been sitting, do you know in between when you're watching a TV show on Sky, they always like intersplice it with like fucking um, people interviewing people from newest yeah. movies, right? There's one currently running of Jared Leto and some Scottish doll, and he's sitting there in these these sunglasses right and it's like the size of his face and it's just there's nothing like there's nothing there at all and it's kind of like watching a mannequin and somebody move the bottom mouth to talk <laughs> and it's like wow he is just monotone like uh, i just i've heard so many bad things about it i just be, i'd love to pay a tenner to go see some of that i know he's gonna be shit would you pay a tenner to go see a car crash the answer is no. yes. The answer is yes. We all know it. We all know it. We, the That's answer horrendous. is yes. It's not horrendous. It's not horrendous. Listen, if I was to tell you what I was listening to the other night, it would shock you. <laughs> okay, let's not go there. Yeah. I, um, so, yeah, so we're doing that. Uh, so, you're going to go see it some point. I will see it this week at some point. Okay. There will either be a review from Calm or a review from us this time next week on the next week's. And it'll just be me 45 minutes of laughing. <laughs> Are you laughing that I actually paid a tenner to go see Morbius? Um, I love that you started off this argument online that it's like, it's got only got 15, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes and the people who love the film come back and go, well, obviously you don't understand what Rotten Tomatoes is. People <laughs> like, people review a film and if it's good, it gets, you know, and it gets a positive. To, to be fair, 
Venom 2 got a pretty low first run of uh, Rotten Tomato scores. Now, it wasn't as bad as 15, 16%. Like, it was like 30, 40. And I I really fucking like Venom 2. Yeah. But I think critics can be up their own ass sometimes. Yeah, 100%. But I will say, I love Mark Commode. And I love this tweet that he said... uh, Jared Leto isn't even the best Jared in the Morbius film. It's Jared Harris, isn't it? <laughs> there was another great Twitter or, or like a tweet that somebody put out, and it was like a, a broken car window, and it was like some absolute son of a bitch has come along, broke my window, and stole or and left four or six more tickets to the Morbius we were going to go see tonight. <laughs> um, so let's see what happens there. Um, how's your week been? Yeah, busy, 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 as usual. Yeah. Watching rubbish, watching real, real weird documentaries on YouTube. Reading well, like. some... <laughs> um, uh, this week, I have been getting to Myra Hindley and Ian Brady. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just reading about their cases, uh, listening to sound files of some really, 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 really disturbing stuff that nobody should ever listen to or ever, ever look for in the end of the game. I really hope that I don't do anything bad, Paul, because over the last week, the things that I've been Googling and the things that I've been trying to hunt down online, it would fucking put me away, like, for a long, for a long time. Like, I've got to say, I must say, you know, sometimes when you're Googling stuff, I just think, what if I fucking die tomorrow? Oh, yeah. And the fine, like, you know. Richard Pryor auditions. How does chewing gum work? <laughs> Why are the trees of different size? You know what I mean? Um, but mine's the opposite Opposite to you. I've been... Um, well, I had, I had WrestleMania this weekend. Hey, um, Wrestle- oh, oh, it's WrestleMania. Don't yeah. know the rest of the words. Uh, fight, pop it up, uh, pop it up, pop it up. <laughs> I remember that so bit. I, um, oh, I've really got to put that at the end of the show. Um, I watched night one of WrestleMania. And mm. I'm kind of like, okay, these start at 12. It'll be done by about three. And then I'm like, I've been to one of these fucking things. I don't know how long they last. And then I looked online and it went, oh, they've got the time put aside online till 5 a.m. And I'm like, oh, shit. So at half past five, I crawled into bed, steaming drunk, off my face. And I woke up the next day about three in the afternoon and I just felt rough as shit. And I kept thinking, am I getting too old for this? Yeah. Am I too old to be staying up till 6 a.m. Yeah. drinking, watching yeah. wrestling? Yes. Now I'm. I know. I can tell you're undecided about that. And you need time. To yes. No. No. You. You are definitely too old. No, Paul. Absolutely. Paul. I went for a few drinks on my birthday, and I was still having like panic attack, heart palpitations up until yesterday. Yeah. When you say a few drinks. I, no. You have to take it from me. I can't drink that much anymore. Like so. I'm talking. I'm talking. Maybe eight tops. <laughs> tops. Eight, just nine, nine pints of Guinness. Just, just, eight, just nine. But nine like, now. Yeah, but okay. come on, come on. How like, long were you drinking for? Oh. What time did you start? What time did half, you finish? Half five until about half one, two o'clock. Like, that's not bad. It's a pint an hour, yeah. I'd give See? You yeah. See? Guinness so I'd well. like, And then you have to take into account your chatting, your, you know, chatting to the people, fucking, hi, hey, oh, dancing, giving it away, <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, you that stuff burns itself off as well. Paul, a week and a half. A week and a half. Yeah, uh, Monday, yesterday, Tuesday, whenever, whatever day we're on, I was still feeling it. I was just, don't catch up. And then they were doing it again the following night. It was night two. And I just, I can't do it. I can't wake up. I, I'm there looking, thinking, before, even 10 years ago, five years ago, I would have looked and gone, I'll sleep till one. 
get up and watch it, go back to sleep and have another couple of hours and then get up and go to work. Yeah. Does, her- does heroin give you a hangover? I, d- I don't know, mate. I know you can't <laughs> shite that. I know it doesn't allow you to shite. Irvin Welsh. Irvin oh, Welsh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the six months I was smacked <laughs> off my tits. Um, it, it's, it's that five years I were on acid that really tops it off. You know, I don't know. Does heroin, what's, what's, does heroin give you a hangover? I wonder does heroin give you a hangover? Tweeters. To all you junkies out there. At, I, I, know, I know mushrooms definitely give you a hangover. Oh, yeah, they fucking do. I fucking know Whoa. that one. I know yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, oh, fuck it. Day after coming back from Amsterdam, and I'm like, talking away to somebody. I'm like, man, they were they were real fucking good. You know what I mean? Those, those, they were all right. Them, you know what I mean? They just, they just make you talk and sweat a lot. You know what I mean? But I feel all right now. He's like, <laughs> you've been talking for 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still in there. <laughs> Um, trailers out for Bob's Burgers. Yeah, but well, there's a second one. It's, just, it's an hour and a half long episode of Bob's Burgers, isn't it? See, this is the same kind of thing. Whenever the Simpsons movie came out, yeah. what? Who really? People go see it because it's Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, because Simpsons is popular. But let's be honest, it's it's, it's a three episodes of the Simpsons together. Yeah, and it's like oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I like Bob Bur- Bob's Burgers. I really do. I I really like Bob's Burgers. I've seen. Most of the the seven seasons, eight seasons of Bob Burgers, like start watching it, and I get halfway through. I get two or three. Even when an episode comes on, it don't grip me like with hilarity, like Archer, or it don't keep my attention like Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. It, it's more sort of quirky. And, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting, but it, it's just not as memorable as the other two. But I, I, this just screams Netflix. I don't know why it's coming out in cinema, but somebody's got thirty million to spunk up on it. So. <laughs> Spunk up on it. Well, you know, whatever. Just fucking fire it away. Who cares? It's only thirty million. Yeah, Bob's Burgers. Get it out there. Um, what have we got there? Bit of news. I think the saddest news this week. Bruce Willis has retired from acting. Seen that. Um, and if there's any news I've missed, like if somebody's died recently or something, and I'm saying the saddest news is retired, just shut up. Yeah. Um, what on. about the Ukraine, Paul? Yeah. Oh, that's the saddest news. I'm, yeah. Okay. I'm talking about. The saddest news about people Light, called Bruce. <laughs> Light, hearted lighthearted movie movie talk. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's sad. Um, you know, uh, let's let's be brutal. You know, let's be brutally honest. You know, when was when was the last great fucking Bruce Willis movie? Well, yeah, Looper. And I think was that a, well, it was a Bruce Willis movie, but did he carry that? Mm. I think it was the sad. If you look at the stuff he did after that. You know, at first you thought, oh, Bruce Willis is doing this really sort of serious, aloof, minimalist performance. And then every other thing that came out after that, you're like, is this the same as Looper? He's just not trying now. But it's all, it's it's the Nicolas Cage syndrome, isn't it? He's just, oh. he's been looking for paydays and that's what he's got over the last couple of years. He's been just fucking ferrying a script, but fair play to him. Like, listen, he's had, oh, yeah. he's, ha- he's had the career to allow himself to do that. And I'm sure... Wait. I, no, me saying that's not going to give him any afterthought. But you know, I do have a lot of sympathy for for somebody who's maybe suffering from something like that with Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Well, yeah, he's uh, suffering from aphasia. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll know if you listen to this. You know, I've got difficulty pronouncing words. Um, but his problems with speech, understanding speech, is the cognitive part of the brain, and uh, so obviously it makes reciting lines, reciting, remembering your words, remembering yeah. your cues. It, it, it's it's obviously played at all on him, where he's is uh, decided to hang it up, which is you know it's really sad. But um, I'd prefer hey. him to retire and get get as much uh, 
care and attention he needs rather than pushing it because fans are demanding it. So Listen, we will always, always have Hudson Hawk. We'll always have the Hawk. We will. Wish we'd and the last Boy Scout. And the last Boy Scout. Yeah. There's so many. Should we do a, yeah. should we do a Bruce Willis menu? We really should, shouldn't we? Let's do a Bruce Willis menu. Bruce Willis summer chat. Yeah. Summer food themed with Bruce Willis. <laughs> make, make it up. Just listen. If you're listening now, think of a really clever pun to do with Bruce Willis and food. And we're doing that episode. Yeah. Um, oh, this week, by the way, <laughs> we're doing uh, dream sequels. So stick around after we've talked shit for about news for a bit, because we're going to talk about the sequels that never got made. We've had people tweeting us and giving us suggestions. Uh, we're going to give some of them a shout out later on as well. Uh, but we're going to pitch our dream sequels that never got made, will never get made. Um, but for now, Bill Skarsgård in a remake of The Crow. <laughs> there just is no new ideas, is there? There is. There's not, nobody's, or if they are any ideas, nobody's taking a punt on anybody. Let's just stick with the same fucking ideas. I can't wait till they reinvent Iron Man. Oh, you know what? Sooner than you think, I reckon. Really? If you read enough online about a certain strange film coming out, it couldn't be Downey though he got like wasn't it what was it the ridiculous thing that he signed one of the movies he got 5% next movie he got 10% of the profits next movie he got 15% and then as it gone up it went up like 5% every time Captain America 3 I think he got 15% of everything it made more than Iron Man 3 mm-hmm so basically, it were like, or something like that. So basically, any oh, then Winter Soldier. So whatever it made more than Winter Soldier, he got 15% of that because that was his, his contribution. Jesus um, Christ. But yeah, the guy that wore the sca- scary white makeup um, for it is going to be putting on some scary white makeup um, for The Crow. Um, Bradley Cooper's out. But you know what? That's a good one, though. The Crow could, could be a Dark Desserts episode for us as well, for Brandon Lee. Oh, yeah. That whole film was a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Will Smith. <laughs> We're going to talk about Big Willie style. Um, they've put Bad Boys 4 on hold, and um, Netflix has put on hold Fast and Loose, the upcoming Will Smith blockbuster. Um, Will Smith, um, as you might have heard, had a, an altercation with Chris Rock at the Oscars, um, mm-hmm. slapping him around the face. I may have heard of this, yes. And dropping a huge f bomb at about four o'clock in the afternoon on TV, mm-hmm. which is like, um, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. But I don't get it. I don't get this. He's been. He stepped aside from the the academy. What the fuck does that mean? Right. It means he, he can't vote on any awards. I don't think he can get nominated again or something like that. He can't vote on them. He can't take part. He can't go to the ceremony. He's out, one. He's out of the club. He's one. one. He gives a one. fuck, yeah. I've got one at home, fuck you, I'm off. It's like the Philip Lamb. It's like when Philip Lamb won the World Cup. You know, he fucking won the World Cup. He was only like 32 and he went, you know what? Fuck it, I've won it all now. See you later, yeah, bye. I'm off. Bye. And he's like, what? what's he going to do? Go next year and have every counter- camera pointed at him in his face. And fuck it, I've been missing it. Anyway. I wonder who he's going to hit this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm waiting for that next year. They've got to make Chris Rock host. Or got to do it. <laughs> or... What else is going to happen next year? Is somebody going to get shot live on the stage? <laughs> Anything. Somebody's going to whip the willy out. John Ham. Louis C.K. to host. Is it? it the fucking cancel culture isn't really a thing, is it? 
Not really. He can win a Grammy when he's molested women, you know, yeah. so yeah. Lucy K <clears throat> is... Do we call it rape? Do we call it rape? Did he rape someone? If you get your willy out, your tadger out and do it in front of somebody, is it rape? If, if I'm sat in a room with a man and he pulls out his penis hmm? and, excuse me everyone if you're having your tea, masturbates to completion uh-huh. on numerous occasions, I wouldn't be giving that man a Grammy. I don't think the people who he did it in front of were on the board giving okay. out the Grammy. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase that. If it happened to me, I would be absolutely fucking horrified. Yeah. If I was on and the I Grammy, was thinking, if I, if I was, and I was the... thinking, this man shouldn't win a Grammy. <laughs> That's what I'd be thinking. I'd be looking at this man must have been completion thinking, you don't deserve a Grammy. <laughs> I, I would also be sitting there with you. But then again, you know, if not sitting there with you in terms of yeah, just um, it out with Louis. Yeah, yeah, not not looking at Louis, like giving him encouragement. Go, 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 go Louis, go yeah. Louis, but, go. But we're looking at we're looking at kind of a situation where people Americans just fascinate me. They really do. You know, the whole abortion, no, it's so bad, don't kill. Yeah. But death penalty, yay! <laughs> yay! Every, every life is important. What about this one? No. Yeah. <laughs> Kill that I, one. I, there's always that good thing about, you know, uh, people who are uh, completely anti-abortion. You know, how many of them are on, like, the uh, the foster list? Or how many of them are on adoption lists? You know, yeah. would you take the baby? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not my problem. No, <laughs> That's not my problem. That's her problem now. <laughs> put, it, put it back in a cage somewhere. Yeah, I forced her. I forced her now to have this baby. So what? But yeah. So but America fascinates me, and and that's why that's why it just fascinates me doubly because it's just so it's so double edged sword. You're damned if you do, and damned if you don't. If you're American now, listening to this, and you live in a state where it is now illegal for you to have an abortion or to help somebody gain an abortion, then I'm very sorry for you. Or what I what I read today in Arkansas is that you're not it's not illegal for a third or for a thirteen year old to get married. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> is it, does anybody realise it? Don't actually remember mention the Bible or religion at all anywhere in that constitution. And they don't the care. Fucking... They don't care. No. no. Idiots. Um, so that's. Uh... That's Will Smith. That's <laughs> no, Will Smith, to... everybody. <laughs> but yeah, Chris Rock, I think he's going to, he should host it next year. I, th- I can see more it. More than likely will. Yeah, yeah, more than likely will, yeah. yeah. Um, so the two TV shows, one that's been out a couple of weeks now and there's one that came out this week. So that's come out recently. There's uh, DC's Peacemaker, which is the follow-up to The Suicide Squad. And we've got Marvel's Moon Knight um, over on Disney+. Plus. Now, have you seen Peacemaker yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't seen Moon Knight yet. So we're going to have a chat now. You're going to tell me what your initial thoughts are on the first episode or two. Mm-hmm. Let me know what Moon Knight's like. Spoiler free, please. I yeah, spoiler it. free. Yeah. And if you do spoil anything, I will come and cut you. Okay. okay. Uh, and then I'm going to spoil the <laughs> shit out of Peacemaker. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say it like this. Pleasantly surprised. Okay. I expected it. I expected it to be some cerebral kind of uh, first episode uh, as an introduction to the character. Um, it wasn't. It was very, very much of a story-driven thing. Um, now I cannot bide Oscar Isaac's English accent. Uh, oh, why not? 
Does he it, talk like this? Is it that it, general sort of English yeah, accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. It is very, very annoying. And one thing I picked up on as well, he, he works in the um, National Gallery, is it? Where's that place where it was set up in the Eternals? Um, no, uh, British, British yeah. History Museum. Yeah. That place near Trafalgar Square, basically. Yeah. Yeah, um, so he works there as a something, and so there you can see them setting stuff up, but they're doing a stock tick, and they don't call it a stock tick, they call it inventory. Of course, because that's what we call it over here. Yeah, because Americans wouldn't know what a fucking stock tick was, and I yeah. was like, oh, come on. They're going to take all the stock. Stock take? But what is a stock take? This guy's going to be a thief. <laughs> but yeah, but I was, you know, Ethan Hawke's in it. He's a fabulous, fabulous head of hair. Um, the the animation CGI of Moon Knight. A bit ropey in stages. Is that a pun? No. Okay. I don't even I don't even get it, so it's not even smart enough for me. <laughs> I think it's bandages rather than ropes, but carry on. <laughs> there you go, shut up. Um, but it can be a bit ropey at stages, um, mm-hmm. especially the, the 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 final kind of reveal. Um, but not what I thought it was going to be. Okay. And so far, I would I'm even going to give it a score. I'm going to give it four John Ham penises out of five. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. That is some length. That mm-hmm. is some length to throw mm-hmm. at an early moon night. That is four large salami sausages on a table. Peacemaker. Right. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's as we, as, we, as we expected. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I'm I'm buying into it. It's kind of expanding the world for the Suicide Squad kind of post. Zack Snyder universe. I think they're bringing in bits of that. I've only seen about two or three episodes. The thing that's really annoying me is I love the Peacemaker in uh, the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. He was um, he, he was slightly dumb, but he was very skillful. He was respected. He was feared. And you had a very distinct understanding of his grounding of being a, uh, a superhero who would kill as many people if it brought peace. He would kill yeah. one woman and child to bring peace. I'd love that. It's about his, his morals and et cetera. Now, if you remember the Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn, same director, brought us Drax. And the thing that I thought made him such a great character and so loved in the first film is because he was um, it was a different culture, a different society upbringing, plonked in this sort of human world kind of thing. So he didn't understand sarcasm. He didn't understand euphemisms or metaphors. That was where the comedy came from. It was his out of man out of time, man out of home kind of thing. And it was this distant from personality. Then James gone in the second one. What did he do? He turned Drax into a punchline, a bumbling idiot who laughed at people's mistakes, called people ugly. And there was, it was just dumb. It was a, a, it was a punchline. Yeah. That is exactly what he's done with Peacemaker. He is, um, a, a foul mouthed, idiotic, bumbling, um, frequently masturbating, imbecile and and he's like this dumb prick that the cia or whoever his black ops team have had to bring him in oh my god i can't believe we got stuck with this guy that guy tore fucking buildings to pieces and went through camps so skillfully and now he's like he can't kill ah it's just ridiculous that just 
and it really irritates me. I love that character in the first one. He was this guy to be feared. It was it was skillful. It was deadly. But I think yeah, I think we actually talked about the nuance of his character as well. Yeah. How how it was kind of he was bridging on the idiotic, but on the idiotic side of evil. Yeah. And, and this is idiotic. Yeah, and I think I think that's that was probably what my initial problem with Guardians of the Galaxy Two was as well. Because yeah, I think I, me, I get it now. Yeah, me and you, ha- yeah, me and you had this conversation multiple times, yeah. and it's just as if Guardians of the Galaxy hit, and I think part and parcel, some of the Marvel Universe movies went this way as well. Guardians of the Galaxy hit; and it was a success because it was a comedy kind of thing set in space. And if there were ten movies that came out after Guardians of the Galaxy, you'd probably say seven of them were in that ilk you know they yeah. were trying to make everything a joke and yeah, yeah. even and, and it nearly it, it touched the star wars universe as well you mm. know it, it touched it touched the star wars universe where they tried to make everything a joke yeah yeah but this was like i said the piece i mean the tv the episodes i've seen it's great fun the action is great the, the script is sharp it's witty it's clever but you're taking that main guy and he's just i it's like with this this should have come out before the suicide squad if you're going to develop him into this all singing, all dancing, pro-America, uh, deadly peacemaker, and you want him to be that at the end, well, why did you have him in the film and then bring him down to nothing to build him back up again? What I will say, though, is, like I say, it is very funny. I'm going to watch it all. I am enjoying it. It's just that little bugbear of me of, like, the guy I'm watching is not the... don't feel like the same one that we brought in the film. Yeah. But the opening title sequence is probably one of the best opening title sequences I've seen in a long time. Okay. The intro to the the, the, the each episode, it, it makes you not want to press skip. You want to watch it all. Uh, okay. I, I get a big smile on my face watching it. So, um, What else have we got? So yeah, um, so now we're going to, like I said, we're going to be talking about some sequels then. Um, next week, uh, Vampires, Morbius, maybe. Well, one of us will be talking about Morbius. Um, Make sure you follow us as well um, on Twitter if you don't already and send us a tweet. Let us know where you're listening from because we've got listeners Australia, Austria, Mongolia. We were in the charts for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Even got and do you know what? Do you know I will say this. I will say this. Uh, uh, Brian from Austria, I wish me a happy birthday. So thank you very much. I think, yeah, uh, a lot of people did. Yeah, thank you very did. much. Yeah, but uh, I think we've had a, an episode since then. I haven't missed your birthday. Did we talk about your birthday? Last week we did. I think it was a shit. Oh yeah, it was a shitting in a shitting in a bucket story. Oh Jesus! See, I was drunk. I was still drunk. <laughs> um, yes, follow us on Twitter at Pop Pod Movie Chef. Um, send us a tweet. Like I said, let us know where you're listening from. Uh, if you've got any suggestions for future episodes, let us know. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram somewhere, Facebook at Pop Pod Movie Chef, and the Movie Chef on there. Go back and have a listen as well. If you're not listened yet, um, we've still got some great episodes that are up especially the interview with Andy Berkeley from Before Christmas, uh, Jeffrey Wiseman from Thanksgiving 2020, um, of course, the, the time we spent with Natalia Baden, uh, live from Kiev. I have sent her an email to see how she is. She hasn't replied back. Um, I'm taking it that she's pretty busy. Uh, but if they get any updates from Natalia, we'll let you know and uh, let you know how she's getting on. Um, sequels. That's right. <laughs> so I had this thought. Rather than talking about what the best sequels are, what the worst sequels are, and blah, blah, let's make us own up. <laughs> let's come up with the sequels that 
haven't been made, probably will never get made now. Um, and see if we can pitch some ideas and, and uh, listeners can message in and tell us theirs. So what's have you got one? What's your first one? Uh, well, the first one is bleh, not so much of a pitch movie. It's a movie that I think deserved a second, a second shout, and it's Dread. Um, genuinely, genuinely, uh, it upsets me that uh, Carl, Carl Urban's Dread didn't get any kind of a sequel. Um, there is such a vast array of, of storylines that can be... Uh, can be put upon within the 2080 Judge Dread. You know, you've got your fucking Judge Death. You've got your Cursed Earth. Um, you know, there's so much stuff uh, to hit on uh, with Judge Dread, and it's just not been looked at. Now, I do realise that it has been some conversations between a lot of people about it. Uh, Carl Urban, you know, I think it was two or three years ago, tried to start like a, a, a Twitter uh, hashtag, you know, Get Dread Made. Um, I've heard rumours that... I think it's Amazon bought up a lot of 2000 AD uh, TV rights. Uh, I don't know if Judge Dredd's in it or not, um, but I know they bought a few other things from them. Um, I'm just hoping that it'll happen before too long, before it goes out of people's unconscious. You know, I have heard TV show maybe uh, talked about. That'd be perfect. Yeah, and perfect. But I, I just I just hope that people just don't forget how fucking good uh, the Dread movie was, the Carl Urban Dread movie was. Uh, Jason Mullen on Twitter said uh, suggested Dread, as did um, the great people over at uh, At Game for a Movie podcast. Um, that's At Game for a Movie. Uh, they suggested Dread as well. And I was going to suggest it, because it's one that I always wanted a sequel, but you know way more about the 2000 AD stuff. I mean... I could have said the mutants and basically I'd be picking stuff out of the but it's, <laughs> it's, but it's so movie. there's so much stuff in dread because you have to think the dread uh, how many fucking I I started collecting the dread volumes uh, and I got up to volume 14 now every volume is a year of dread and volume 14 still isn't in color it's still in black and white you know, so that just shows how many or, or, you know, things of Dread there is. I think there's up to like 40 volumes of Dread as well. You know, there's so many storylines that can be touched on. But I think that's a kind of untapped resource as well from a lot of people. Um, 2008 just doesn't really get a, a look in really anymore with TV shows or, or, or movies. I'm going to suggest one to you now. Right, I've got two that I want to talk in depth and I want to know your thoughts. One I've thought about a little bit more than I should have done, really. <laughs> Is this the Hudson Hawk one? No, no, no. <laughs> That's coming up. This one, right. We've had the fifth element. What about the sixth element? <laughs> Boom, you blow my mind. Right. <laughs> but have it as a twist. So we've got Corbin Dallas's younger son. Everything's going to be younger, son. Now, isn't it? It's every one of your sequels, fucking Bruce Willis movies. It's good. Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Corbin Dallas's younger son. Mm -hmm. Corbin's gone off with Leela to another planet, whatever. And he's having to, he's taken over his dad's taxi. And you have it as, as a spin. So rather than like another uh, element, it's, you could do one of these fucking social thing where you go, it's about hate. And hate is an element that he has to try and, 
and he fights aliens and John, where's John Paul Gaultier and stuff. But I, I want to see. Is, I, thought, I thought this is going to be a lot more in depth, Paul. <laughs> no, no, the next one's in depth. But just I, basically, I got I, I was I was having a smoke the other night, and I thought, what about the sixth element? So what would the sixth element be? I had something like hate or anger. You know, it would have to be love. an emotion. Well, yeah, it would have to be an emotion because what what was it? Earth, Earth, fire, fire wind, wind, water, water heart, heart, go oh, planet. planet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was it hard though? Yeah, it was. It was the little Indian guy. You had Earth. <laughs> no, I'm Earth talking was... about the. I'm talking about the fifth element. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fucking Milly Ovid. She was the fifth element. No, no, I'm on about. I'm on about Captain Planet <laughs> I, still. I'm not on about Captain Planet. I'm talking about fucking fifth element. The gingerhead kid was fire. Mm-hmm. Earth was the black kid. The Indian kid was heart. Mm-hmm. Wind, so wind and water. I can't remember. They, they must have been the chicks. All right, go on. <laughs> Leela was like, love. So it was heart then. Hmm. So what Did was the it? fifth element rip off Captain Planet? I think, yeah. Why have we never figured that out before? Earth, fire, wind, water. So heart in the middle. Love. Does that, does that make Bruce Willis Captain Planet? Fucking does as well. <laughs> yes. That's it, everyone. Okay, thanks for tuning in. That's the yeah, end of the Movie Chef podcast. We're never going to get better than this. So. <laughs> Come on, what else you got? Uh, second one, Galaxy Quest 2. All right, okay. Also suggested by at as yet untitled media podcast. Catch your name. So A-Y-U-M-P-P. So again, I looked a wee bit into this, and apparently it, it, it was nearly a go before Alan Rickman died. And the script apparently is written. Tim Allen has given his the script is amazing, blah 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 blah. But then Tim Allen needs a gig. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in that fucking last man standing thing, that TV show that I never knew existed that was around for like 14 seasons or something. I was like what the fuck is that TV show? Like, and I, I kept messaging people going, have you ever heard of this TV show? And they're like, nope. I've heard of it. I thought it was one of the ones like, everybody loves Jim. You know, the Jim Pollution. Yeah, it just ran for like a ridiculous amount of time. Whatever, whatever it oh, is. Whatever. Speaking of sitcoms, have a look on Netflix for Somebody Feed Phil. It's Phil, Phil. It's Phil Rosenthal, who was the writer of Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was his family it was based on. And this guy, Phil, goes around the world eating people's food. And he is a monster for eating food. But he's such a fucking great guy. He's so much fun. He's just happy and joyful. And Somebody feed daring. Phil. Somebody feed Phil on Netflix. Okay, so Galaxy Quest 2. So the- yeah, but then Sigourney Weaver came out a couple, of, a couple of months ago. And she's actually said that they are now in talks to make it a TV show. And okay. the, the, so the ball, the ball is very much ro- rolling with that. I mean, but there's so many different things that you could do with Galaxy Quest because it, it touched on, you know, a lot of different themes itself. It touched on the, you know, the fan service. It touched on actual sci-fi. You know, you could have multiple, multiple things. You know, m- more aliens from around the the universe have now heard that the of these fucking intrepid people who have come and saved the planet. You know, the the people I can't even remember what their names were. Them fucking odd looking alien motherfuckers you know um 
Um, um, you know, so they're so they're now going around the galaxy, you know, regaling everybody of the stories of Galaxy Quest, and now they basically can become like mercenaries, universal mercenaries. That's pretty cool. So Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Quest. Shit, we're just stealing everything, aren't we? Okay, let's just go. All right, yeah, come on. <laughs> right. Before I get onto me, uh, peace delivery assistance. I'll tell you what, let's have a quick uh, mention of a few people on Twitter. Um, Spy Hard's podcast said, Condo Man 2, no time to fly. <laughs> I don't think they thought of that too much. A lot of love for um, Big Trouble in Little China 2. Yeah, but that was suppo- there was supposed to be a Big Trouble in Little China 2, but they couldn't get everybody on board. Kim Cattrall became too big. Kurt Russell, I don't think, really wanted to, to do a lot of sequels. Um, and then, but what else could you do? Mm. You, you need you need Kurt Russell back. You, yeah. You've got to, you've got to have. Um, Shoot the Flick said Hot Fuzz sequel. Would you want a sequel to Hot Fuzz? No. It's perfect, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just... Hot Fuzz oh. again. Hot Fuzz again, as me and you spoke about, it's one of those movies I didn't like when I first watched it. I was like, oh, it's just not as good as Shaun of the Dead. How, could it, it. how could it be better? Because it's bound to be them to go over to America mm. and start working with FBI or something, and it's a, a take on narcos bad, bad boys, bad boys, yeah, <laughs> which they did in the first one. Um, there was a few good ones. Uh, when Harry met movies, uh, at Harry met movies says the A Team Two. Yeah, I love, I love the first one. No. I love. I think it was great. No, because because it got it got stuck between whether it wanted to be a Jason Bourne movie or an action movie. It was. Uh, we always used to play that game of who would be in your A team. Now Liam Neeson, I thought did well. Yeah. Um, I'd have probably got gone for a different BA. Uh, Shalto Copley was great as Murdoch. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. I mean, it, it almost my. I've I've always had my ultimate A team would be mid-90s Gene Hackman as Hannibal, right? Um, I think I'd get Mr. T, <laughs> mid-80s Mr. T as BA. <laughs> the canoe, the canoe. Nobody else can play no, it. I'd probably, I'd probably go Michael Clark Duncan. Okay, RIP. Um, I'd go Jim Carrey, late, mid-90s Pete Carey as, as Murdoch. You wouldn't get Pete Carey. And I'd you go trained for... a fucking kid. And I'd go for late 80s Mel Gibson as face. Imagine that as an A-team. That is the worst A-team that I've ever heard in my entire life. Go on. Give me a better A-team. <laughs> no. Fuck off. No. No, come, on. come on. No. We are not going anywhere. Right. Okay. My next one. So, the names come up on screen. Nicholas Cage. Diane Kruger. Oh, yeah. Justin Barca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No way. It's a phone call. Who's it got to be? It's got to be Andy Garcia. So Andy Garcia phones him from the CIA. Says, Ben, Benjamin Gates, we need you. We need you to go and find some Nazi gold that's buried somewhere before real Nazis go and find it. And you've got to go and hunt it down and follow the clues. That has to be the lost city of Atlantis. It's underneath. No, 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 no. The gold is underneath the Vatican. And he tells him to get into the Vatican, he needs to get an old relic. 
and that relic is locked in a vault inside the Pentagon. And Benjamin Gates has to break into the Pentagon. And do you know what that relic is, Com? Do you know what that, that relic is? What is it, Paul? That is Eddie Hawkins sat in that vault. Hudson Hawk, crossover <laughs> movie with National Treasure. Hudson Hawk 2, National Treasure. Ben Gates, Nicolas Cage, and Eddie Hudson Hawk have to team up to break back into the Vatican and steal the Nazi gold before Nazis get there. Boom. There's a billion dollars. Why is he in the Pentagon? Because he's locked up. He's, been, that, he's a cat there's burglar. No, there's no prison in the Pentagon. That you know of. There was there was no president's book until they found it in the second book of secrets. Do you know what? You're right. I'm thinking too logical for a Nicolas Cage movie. It's a fucking Nicolas Cage national treasure film. There's a there's a vault in the Pentagon with a cat burglar locked in there. And they're locking him up because he knows how to break into the Vatican. Surely he couldn't be that good of a cat burglar as well either because he couldn't break out of a prison cell. Could you break out of CIA? Yes. Pentagon? Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 Just you doing that doesn't prove that I can't. <laughs> I'm sure, listen, Hudson. I'm sure that's what Andy Garcia did the first time that he heard of Benjamin Gates. <laughs> Hudson Hawk 2, National Treasure. A crossover film, sequels for both films that I want sequels for. Tell me it's not amazing. Tell me you go see listen, that. I'm there. I'm there. I don't think there'd be too many people wanting to watch it, though, outside of me and you. Imagine Nick Cage gets the cipher. In the, in the you don't even know it's a crossover. Well, maybe because you've bought a ticket to see Hudson Hawk too. But, but that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. There's no, there's going to be no reveal. Nah, it just it, it puts the cipher in yeah. to the vault because obviously it's like a, a an Egyptian hieroglyphic lock. It's not just a normal key lock. And imagine those doors open, and they're sat there having a cappuccino. It's Bruce. He's, yeah, but he doesn't go. He's not going to be in movies anymore. So you're going to have to get. I know some, that's so it's never going to happen. I know, but, I know, but listen, listen to me. Listen to me. So you're going to have to get somebody else, and they're going to have to like wear a badge that says <laughs> Eddie Eddie Hudson Hawk <laughs> from the Hudson. movie from the movie Hudson Hawk. <laughs> just sat there with movie poster behind. Yeah, like a fucking placard, <laughs> just pointing at him. <laughs> this was me. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that movie. Oh, Joseph yeah. Gordon Levitt. He can be the new Bruce Willis. Stick you're a right. bit of Ryan Johnson shit makeup on him that looks nothing like Bruce Willis, and have him locked up. And I'm, I'm overthinking it. Imagine, imagine swinging on a star with no, you gotta do, no, you gotta do, you, you gotta do another one like little old wine drinker me, the, like, Dean Martin, something Dean Martinish. Yeah, but you know, the, yeah. And he refuses to leave the cell <laughs> until he hears a song. <laughs> <laughs> and there can be a German butler with swords in his arms. Or yeah, something. and they're like walking past prison cells. It says other cells there, and you see like alien heads and stuff like popping up through the glass. Do you know one thought I did have that I couldn't quite think of somebody for it? The bad German who's going after it is like some dark-haired European type who's like secret Nazis. Mm-hmm. And we find out that his name, his name all along, it's like Bill, you know. And then towards the end, you find out his name. The guy who has been chasing Nicolas Cage, Benjamin Gates, all the way through Hudson Hawk 2, National Mayflower. Treasure. Mayflower. He's Bill Mayflower. Yeah. The son. Son. Oh, yes. Of, of course. Of course. They, and of course, were they brother and sister? Bro, who knows? <laughs> who knows? That's, and they're being chased by a Mayflower who wants the gold because that family is obsessed with gold. It all links. Fuck. 
I hope I hope fucking Sony TriStar or whoever are, are listening to this podcast. I can hope so. <laughs> Seriously, if you've got a spare fifty million and can cure Bruce Willis, give me a shout because we can <laughs> we can make gold. Well, um, my my third one, my third one is just a, a like a, a personal one. I think most people are going to say this as well. It's got to be District Nine. Yeah. You know, it's been it's been what 13, 14 years now since District Nine, and it very much left itself for a sequel right at the end of District Nine. I'll be back in what did he say? I'll be back in seven years, something like that. Yeah, he said I'll be back. Yeah. yeah, so it opened it up. So I would love, I would love to see Vickers coming back down and maybe, you know, retrograding, you know, maybe changing from back from uh, one of the, the mutants back into a human. So would you have, would it the story be the story of Vickers trying to get become human again? Or anybody, be- anybody that was transformed um, from. It's got to be District 10, hasn't it? What was it, Squid? Or what was that? What would they call them? Shrimp, shrimp, prawn. Yeah, prawn, prawn, prawn. prawn. The uh, food. They love anybody, the anybody that was turned, any human that was turned into a prawn, uh, would be able to be turned back from a prawn. Ah, you sneaky little fucking prawn, yeah. <laughs> I might go watch District Nine after this. I think. Um, I think apparently he's supposed to be making it, but his work since District Nine has just yeah. gone down. Yeah. Yeah. What was the last one? What was the last one that he brought out? Elysium. There was, was Elysium, which was crap, and then there was Chappie, which was awful. I didn't see it. <sighs> I said, "Do you um, know when I looked at it? I, I thought it was like a, a rip off of Short Circuit 2. It was like it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. To be honest, it was well, no, it was. It was like every other film. There was like some South African rock group as two of the stars, and then there was. Some nah, man. I can't, I can't even remember much of it. I just remember it was just crap, and it was a big letdown. It's like Neil Blomkamp's getting the money to go make his dream projects, and apparently the last one, Demonic, that came out was some people that was. I kept reading a couple of reviews of it. I was going to watch before this. Some people say it's nearly unwatchable in places. Really? Which sounds bad. Maybe it's just people that just want to dig the knife in on him, but but no, District Nine would be a dream sequel. So again, what would happen? Would it? Would they come back and? Try and put humans into a camp. Jeez, I think that'd be too, yeah, I think that would be too. Maybe, maybe they could bring the world together. You know, in this time of struggle and strife, we could, you know, get together and they could fight a, a, a bigger evil. Maybe. So they've come down to protect against they've, something coming. Yeah, yeah, that would that'd be good, wouldn't it? It'd still be a documentary, wouldn't it? Like, a yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? What I was checking up as well was because. There's always my favourite story of a cancelled sequel as well, and it's the He-Man Masters of the Universe 2. Like, it's my favourite. It is my favourite, favourite. It's my favourite story. And as the story goes, everything was built. All the sets were done. Uh, a lot of it was going to be based on Eternia. Um, but the main sequence on Earth was this. He-Man would go to school... He would travel back in time and he would travel ba- back to a couple of years before um, Courtney Cox, but Courtney Cox would still be in it. Now, given Courtney Cox was about fucking 25, you know, even in, in the Human Masters universe. But here's the kicker. Dolph Lundgren would have to play a high school kid as well, right? 
as Dolph Lundgren. So they read they read the script and stuff, and Dolph Lundgren kind of went, I, I can't pass as a fucking high school kid. Like, what, you, what the fuck are you talking about? So, so he basically turned down when they'd already built everything for it. So what did they then what did they then go and do? They repurposed the set and make another movie. And it was Jean-Claude Van Damme, Cyborg. All the sets that were for Cyborg were for He-Man Masters of the Universe 2. Always my favorite. And then I read another one. Did you know that there was supposed to be a Forrest Gump sequel? Yes. It won it. It went through a whole other set of yeah. So they so yeah. So they were basically turning it into a movie where Forrest Gump walks into different situations, famous situations from like the from like ninety four until like when it was actually made because it was like the second book. It was called Gump and Co. And it was it was it was written in two third. The script was done in like two thousand and one, and a few of the ideas for it were um, he was part of the team who captured Saddam Hussein. Uh, he met Princess Diana. Uh, what else was it? Um, oh yeah, he was in the the back of the the Bronco with uh, O.J. Simpson, and then apparently Zemeckis kind of reneged on it. He went, "Listen, there's not really much of a story, and I don't want to kind of, you know, make the first one look cheaper, you know, by just literally just keeping putting Forrest Gump in these situations." Oh, that was the start of it though. His, his shrimp company went out of business. That was the other one. Um, I think the third one, I think me and you have talked about this before, and it was the the E.T. Uh, nocturnal Fears. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the whole premise of it was that a different set of aliens come down and kidnap Elliot and his friends. And in the movie, apparently the second, the second kind of chapter of this movie was Elliot and his friends just being tortured and they're like screaming of with because they're being tortured and then ET's people hear them and then they come and save them. <laughs> of course, that was turned down uh, and they didn't want to do it. But this is the most interesting one, right? This is this is the most interesting one. So who framed Roger Rabbit? That's been mentioned online. Yeah, no, no, no. Did you know that they were going to make a prequel? No. Just after the first one came out. And well, not just after. It was when Spielberg was doing Schindler's List. So it was 93. Um, So the whole premise of it was this. Roger and the Toons went and fought in World War Two. Right. Okay. So they went back in time. Roger fought in World War Two, and he saved uh, Jessica Rabbit, or was it World War One? Maybe World War One actually. So he saved. Something happened where the, the people kidnapped Jessica Rabbit, and he and his kind of squad of toons had to go then save Jessica Rabbit. Obviously, with a couple of human people involved. Like I do believe Bob Hoskins was alive at this point, but I don't think he was anyway attached to the movie. But Spielberg turned it down when the script was already written and it was produced him. And he said, I'll never make another movie that makes light of what happened during World War II. I'll never make another movie that has a funny Nazi in it. Right. Okay. So it must be World War II. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, World World War II. yeah. So, yeah. So he refused it. But as you say, they're still talking about their. Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2 sequel because I think it was Zemeckis as well um, he said that the script's already been written and they're just basically waiting uh, for everybody who they want to be free 
Did you ever hear about the um, Gladiator 2 sequel that was written by Nick Cave? We've, we've talked about this. I think yeah. we've, we've talked about this before. Basically, the, the general gist is when Maximus first goes to Elysium after dying at the end of Gladiator, a film that is borderline perfect. Yeah. It, it, it is a fantastic historical epic. It's ended, end, ended how you wanted it to end. Bang, see it by. It was the right ending. It, no plot line was left dangling. Superbly acted, great direction. Uh, anything with Oliver Reading is fantastic. And Gladiator 2 was basically, it was going to be picked up from the afterlife by Mephestus, Jupiter, some Roman gods taken to the underworld, told I'm going to reunite you with your wife and kid if you go kill another god and then he gets transported through time and he keeps ending up in different battles around yeah uh, and, and apparently uh, russell crowe's reaction was don't like it mate <laughs> i i heard though this is interesting i heard that the, the final sequence of the movie was a battle happened and that battle kept warping through to different battles so right. as the, as he was fighting one battle, they would get morphed into another battle future. And then that went on to like, I think it was like the Iraq war or something like that there. It went up to them. I think th that would be trippy though. That that would be that would be absolutely would. trippy. That is one that I'd love a sequel to Gladiator, but I also wouldn't because it was just perfect. I don't, it yeah. don't need one, but a um, couple more suggestions online. Um, the Reporter's Notebook tweeted us um, and suggested one that I think has got a lot of legs for a legacy sequel. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They called it... But they've tried it. They called it Ferris Bueller's Next Day Off, a story about uh, Ferris Cameron and Sloan all growing up uh, ditching work for a day. I know, but Matthew Broderick's probably too depressed. <laughs> he probably is very sad, isn't he? He's a very sad man. He's a very sad man. I think we but spoke he... about this a couple of years back. We just want to see him happy, don't we? We just want to see him happy. We do. We do, but maybe being in a Ferris Bueller's day off. I mean, he won't understand what it's like to ditch work because he hadn't had when he worked for a while, but, you know, he's... But could he play Ferris again? Could he I think be, he could. Could he be carefree? Could he be happy, Paul? Legacy sequel, you can have him as the uptight dad and it's Ferris Bueller Jr. that ditches school. You love you love the idea of a kid taking it like away. Every movie... that's what happens now. That's what you've got to do. Every what movie what are you going to do? Have 60 year old Matthew Broderick dancing down the middle of yes. Chicago? No, yes. it's not going to happen. You need to think realistically. Well, I didn't have play... Hudson Hawk's son. Who would play Barris Bueller? <laughs> Ferris Bueller Jr. Um, no, it was this Barris. Barris. Karis. Girl, Karis Jr. Karis Jr. Um, Bird who shows up in all those horror films now. I think she's quite good. Hey. Pew, what's her Samantha. name? Pew. No, no Pew. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Pugh. Florence, Florence Samantha Pugh. Morton. Samantha, not Samantha Morton. Samantha Morton? She's like 60. <laughs> she's older than I, I'm she's older she, than Matthew she's Broderick. She's older than Matthew Broderick. What's her name? Come on. Samantha. Janice. It's not Samantha Janice. Samantha. Samara Weaving. Yes, I know everybody shouting Samara rather than. Yeah, Samara Weaving. Um, have her as uh, Ferris's kid. Keris. And she's and Keris Keris Bueller. And she's gotta she's gotta show him some life. Encourage him to ditch work and remember what it's like to be young, free and careless about the world again. Go and carpe some DMs. Then the commitment run up. 
then they can like share a, a car and run over somebody down the high street. Um, <laughs> Where did he go? Straight to DVD. Straight to DVD pod. Point Break Two. No. Okay. Um, it was perfect. <laughs> Brian. Austrian Brian. Mm-hmm. Guten Tag. Leon, the professional. Yeah, uh, do you know what? Yeah, I did see him put that up. 100%. Obviously, obviously, Natalie Portman takes over the gig, gets herself a 15-year-old psychopath boy assistant. <laughs> right, Brian. <laughs> we need to have a chat, okay? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I was with you for Natalie Portman takes over. And then you went dark. <laughs> <laughs> you went real dark, Brian. <laughs> 15-year-old psychopath boy assistant. Not just a 15-year-old boy. It's got to be a fucking psychopath. American, obviously. You reckon? High school student. Oh, it could be like some kid who wants to shoot his school up or something. Is that a sociopath or is that a psychopath? You listen to all these fucking true crime. Well, be psychopath-like. Okay. Sociopaths don't have to be, you know, murderers. Do they not? No. They're just psychopaths. Well, they're... (laughs) Psychopathy generally will lead to harm. <laughs> All right. Clever man. Um, I'm looking for the last one from Marshall Julius. Verified. We've had somebody verifying tracks with one of our. It's verified. I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> he would love a second Rocketeer movie. <laughs> I would as well, Julius. I would as you know well. What? I yeah. can't. E- I can't even remember the Rocketeer. It was fucking amazing. That's all you need to remember, my friend. It was amazing. It was borderline a perfect film. Is it on Disney? I think it is on Disney. Please go and watch it. I might have to rewatch that because I I remember watching it years ago. I remember watching it because it was like that time. Do you remember when, um, what was that Remy, Liam Neeson movie, Shadow? Darkman. Darkman and uh, like I'm, it was around that time and I kind of affiliated it with Darkman and I don't, I, don't, I don't think I actually got it or I don't think I actually liked it I might have been too young it's it, it's, it's, a, it's a poor man's Iron Man <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect it's a perfect movie but it's a poor man's it's, Iron Man <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful a wonderful movie it's a it, Billy Campbell as Cliff um, Jennifer Connelly I, I I'm going to segue in that. I'm not even going to tell you who the bad guy is in it because I don't want it to ruin you. But Alan oh, Arkins, Paul Savino, Ali Ar- Ali, Alan Arkin, Terry O'Quinn, Ed Lauter. Terry O'Quinn? Yeah. Lock? Yeah, from Lost. Wow. Please go and watch Rocketeer. Uh, so oh, basically, I'm not even going to tell you what I thought I think a sequel would be because it'll kind of spoil the first yeah, one. Yeah, don't. don't I'm actually, I actually am. I'm going to rewatch it. No, that would be cool. Um... I've got that song on my head now. What one? Mike Poser. He did two songs. He did Cooler Than Me. And he did The Tech of the Pills at a Beef Award. I've had them in my head all day. Come here. Last ones, right? True Lies 2. True Lies. No. Yes. No. First one was perfect. Doesn't need a sequel. And his son. <laughs> <laughs> He had a daughter. And you could have had another son. No, they were like fucking. Oh, I suppose yeah, you know what? Ninety-five. They be got a bit, twenty-one now. They got a bit sexy, yeah. didn't they? At the end of True Lies, very fucking sexy doing the tango. That's still my ringtone to my phone. True Lies two, True Lies, Inner Space two, hmm. Outer Martin, Space. Martin Short might be a bit too old. Quid? 
bit too has, has he not has he not like gone a wee bit it turned into a tugboat or is that the other one no it's Dennis no that's Randy. Randy that's Randy Rand, yes Randy. he's posting these things up on Twitter have you seen the these things flashing lights yeah, the space for the, he has gone off the fucking deep end like, you remember when everybody in like 995 they go Randy Quaid he plays an insane man really yeah. well and yeah. then 10 years later <laughs> Randy Quaid is fucking insane. <laughs> Conair 2, but set on a cruise ship. <laughs> they tried it with speed. Didn't work. Yeah, well, then I had speed 3. A prison barge. It's not a, it's not a cruise ship. A prison it? barge. A prison barge. A prison barge. But then again, they cruise had that face-off. <laughs> yeah, cruise ship. But then they had Listen, that guys, in- <laughs> we're taking you to the worst prison in America. And we're going by cruise ship. <laughs> he wants to play shuffleboard. <laughs> speed three. But Father Ted did a perfect speed three, so we don't need that. Finally, Labyrinth two. Real puppets. As opposed to fake ones. Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. I can't think who the... Uh, it'd be the daughter. Is he Jareth? Or... Yeah. Jackman is Jareth. Codpiece, wig, baritone vocals. No. He, he'll sell you some soundtracks. Will Hugh Jackman? He, he yes, he would. But I don't think I don't think he could be the beanpole marauding no. person that the boy could. This isn't what you're thinking though, because Hugh Jackman isn't played Jared. <laughs> oh, he's been the girl. He's been Jared. He's played Jared's son. <laughs> The Goblin Prince, all right. Well, now forgive me here, right? I was, I was really big it up, hoping that some movie movie executives are actually listening to this. It sounds to me that it sounds to me that your 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 movie pitches are very much one dimensional. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I kind of lost track after the Hudson Park National <laughs> Treasure crossover. I know, no, you didn't lose track. That's the perfect thing. You kept right on track, like son, daughter, son, daughter, son, daughter. Labyrinth two, enter the labyrinth. <laughs> what else is it? What, what's the storyline though? The Goonies two. <laughs> They're sons and daughters, yeah. <laughs> The parents are at home and they've forgotten <laughs> what it's like to be a goonie. Jesus and all right. their... it, gets, it gets worse. It's and every their... single movie pitch is exactly the same. <laughs> and their kids go up to the attic and they find newspaper clippings of what the goonies did back in the 80s and they're like, we're going to go find that again. <laughs> and they yeah. just did the same movie again. Listen, you know... Keanu Reeves has gotten away with making 43 John Wick movies. I think you can get away with making like seven of these movies. Uh, did we have any more? No, I think that's enough. I think that's enough, yeah. <laughs> well, come on, it's been a long time, you know. Midsummer 2. <laughs> Florence Pugh's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she says, she has a kid, she has a baby, which was conceived... At the big ceremony, and the baby is Wiccan. <laughs> I ain't got anything. I'm, I'm spent. <laughs> to be honest, I'll be honest. I really did. I, I had loads of notes for Hudson Hawk to Nicholas Cage, and then towards the end, it's just films that I like with two written next to it. You got you got hammered and just started got making, making the same movie over and over again. <laughs> Face 
two face, two obvious. Face of two. Two pairs of twins get their faces switched. Hold on. Is it John Travolta and Nicolas Cage's t- sons, twin sons, and twin daughters? <laughs> I'm not sexist. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at Pot and Pot Movie. Show. Yeah, give us your give us your sons and daughters. Give us your, <laughs> <laughs> give us your child and see. They're all like that. Though. Come and on, how, and how they redeem their parents at the end of the movie. <laughs> If you've got a suggestion, tweet us at Pod Movie Chef. Um, anything else from you, mate? Nothing. Let's go watch the football. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's football. Um, so, yeah, uh, go back and have a listen. Give us a subscribe. And also, if you listen to us on Spotify, uh, you can now rate us. Um, if You can give us a, a five star out of five or, you know, four and a half out of five if you want or even five out of five. But if you want to give us a score of five out of five, what should be 10 out of 10 now? Hang on. <laughs> no, it's five out of five. Is it five out of five? If yeah, you want yeah. to do that, go on and do that for us because uh, that would be lovely and then more people can listen to us and more people can enjoy us. Um, I'm going to go do something absolutely shameless and I'm going to press play on a song. I'm going to watch The Rocketeer and I am going to be shamed for you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. If I could write you a song to make you fall in love I would already have you up under my arm I used up all of my tricks I hope that you like this But you probably won't You think you're cooler than me You got designer shades just to hide your face And you wear them around like you're cooler than me And you never say hey or remember my name And it's probably cause you think you're cooler than me Your high brow shoes on your feet, and you wear them around like it ain't shit. But you don't know the way that you look when your steps make that much noise. I got you all figured out. You need everyone's eyes just to feel seen behind your makeup. Nobody knows who you even are. Who do you think that you are? I could write you a song to make you fall in love I would already have you up under my arm I used up all of my tricks, I hope that you like this But you probably won't, you think you're cooler than me You got designer shades just to hide your face And you wear them around like you're cooler than me And you never say hey or remember my name And it's probably cause you think you're cooler than me you got your high ground.